0: to do. Let's get into the show. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, and health freedom. And in that light, I'm always interviewing thought leaders, entrepreneurs who are on a mission to change the way we do things and make a difference in this world. So today we have uh, Steve Gallegos and he is on a mission to elevate others so that we all may contribute to society at a higher level. Um, he's a trial lawyer, he's an entrepreneur, TEDx speaker. And today we're gonna be talking all about his journey, breaking free and leveraging your gifts. So uh, Steve, welcome, <laughs> excuse me.
1: Thank you, Dr. Liu. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. And just so your audience knows, my last name is Spanish. So the two L's are pronounced as a Y Gallegos. Oh,
0: okay. Sorry about that. Gallegos. Uh, uh, Tell us more about yourself, how you got started, and uh, we'll go from there.
1: Well, um, my story is uh, quite interesting. A lot of people had said that, you know, I'm kind of a Renaissance man, though I don't know quite what that means, but. Uh, I guess the the story is that I've done a lot of things in my life, and I started out as a U.S. Marine, uh, moved from there to law enforcement, served in law enforcement in uh, Southern California. From there, I uh, launched my career as a recording artist, as a singer-songwriter and recording artist. I don't know, Dr. Lou, if you know the name Julio Iglesias. I know Enrique Iglesias. Enrique, Enrique's father was my mentor, and so I aspired at the time to be um, on stage traveling the world like Enrique's father, eh, Julio Iglesias. So that's what I was trying to do at the time, uh, living in Los Angeles while being a police officer, and uh, I went to law school at the same time because somebody suggested to, to me that said, there are millions of singer-songwriters in the world, but it's the lawyers that run the entire entertainment industry. You should become a lawyer. And I thought, oh, what a great idea. I get to open the doors to the industry that I want to be in so much, and I get to wear Armani suits? Heck yes, I'm there. (laughs) So so I committed myself, and I became a a lawyer, practiced uh, entertainment law and trial law in uh, Los Angeles for many, many years, Uh, moved away from that, uh, reinvented myself in Dallas, Texas as a commercial photographer, which is uh, another one of my passions, did really well there, And through that process, Christopher, people kept coming, asking me for advice on love, relationships, careers, business, those kinds of things. And I thought, hmm, there's got to be something to this. So I started looking back on my prior careers and realizing, yes, there's a common thread that every one of my prior careers, I was always in a position of leadership and to guide and teach others. And so that's what got me interested in becoming an executive coach and working with high performers and professionals to help them create the lives uh, that they desire, right? That that they get up in the morning fascinated to to experience that day because they know where they're going, they know what they want to do. And so that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years. Um, And having a lot of fun with it, working with, uh, again, some, you know, some of the greatest, greatest uh, people from business and, and authors and speakers and, um, you know, getting to be on stage myself. And as a result of that gets me to my current project, which is the uh, the founder of the Voices of Impact Awards, which is where we uh, celebrate the people with stories that inspire humanities. And we're not talking about the Tony Robbins of the world. We're talking about the Dr. Luz of the world, that, you know, you've been through some challenges, you've been through some experiences, and you've overcome, and you've got a story to tell that can inspire the world. And so we've created an awards program just for those kind of people.
0: Interesting, interesting. We'll get more into that program. Um, We'll talk more about, I know, because we're talking about... um, You know, all of these, uh, you have several um, core ideas. And one is, um, you are not your story, the lesson that will change your life. Um, I'm very curious about your thoughts on this.
1: A lot of us grow up thinking that we are the person or the thing or the being that our parents told us we were. Um, I grew up in an environment where I was led to believe, I was programmed to believe that I was good for nothing. Mm. everything I did was good for nothing. And Dr. Lou, you being a doctor, uh, you know that um, the way the human mind works is that the more you tell somebody that they are a certain thing, the more of that they become mm. nine times out of 10. So the more that I was referred to as good for nothing the more good-for-nothing I became. So I did good-for-nothing things. I hung around good-for-nothing people. And it was, as a result, my, my, my results were good-for-nothing, right? So at 17 years old, I tried committing suicide several times because I didn't know or realize that I had any value to give to the world. Um, according to my parents, you know, my, my reason for existing was why are you here, right? And it caused me to question, why am I here? So I might as well leave. So I tried uh, committing suicide, and I couldn't even do that right, (laughs) come to think of it. So, But here's what happened. I ended up taking my life away from my parents and my home and the the adults uh, that raised me, and I joined the United States Marine Corps. And during that 13-week period, there were three other individuals who were primarily Spanish speaking, they were having trouble with the academic portion of the Marine Corps boot camp training. Mm-hmm. And so I took it upon myself, Dr. Liu, to get these guys under my wing. No one asked me to do it. No one suggested it. But every night after everyone would go to sleep, we would go into the showers, sit on that cold, wet, musty tile floor, and we would open up the, the notebook and I would explain that day's material from English to Spanish. I would translate it. We would discuss it. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, we'd repeat this thing day after day, after day, after day. About two weeks into this experience, we're sitting there studying. And one of the drill instructors that was on duty that night must have heard voices coming from the shower. And he thought, aha, he's going to catch us in, you know, doing the most outrageous act that you can imagine for young 17-year-olds in, you know, two o'clock in the morning in the in the uh, squad bay showers. Um, so he came at us, you know, swearing and screaming and just scared the crap out of us. Mm-hmm. Once he found out what we were doing, he looked at us like in disbelief and really, okay, carry on. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to the end of boot camp, I graduate number one in the class. My three friends graduate in the top 10. And as a result of that, I was awarded with the equivalent of valedictorian. I was awarded the honor man uh, position. I was given my first rank of private first class and the beautiful Marine Corps dress blue uniform that I'm sure you and and your audience is, is familiar with. All because I took my eyes off myself and decided to help someone else achieve their dreams. And that become became my first lesson. I achieved my dreams, helping others achieve theirs. And so I've used that philosophy throughout my life to not only elevate my own careers as, you know, as I moved up in the world, but more so to help other people get what they want out of life. And so that lesson, just helping those guys and realizing, coming to terms with the fact that, you know what, I do have something of value. Everything that my parents had told me about myself—that I'm worthless, good for nothing—was all a lie. That was their own projection about their own lives that they were putting on me. And you know, I received it, I embraced it, right? I absorbed it until I learned that it, it was a different story. So when I share the story from a stage, and and I teach people, you are not your story. What I'm referring to is, you are the actor you're portraying the role in your story i e you're the child you're the husband you're you're the worker you're the employee you're the executive that's a role that you're playing mm. but if you don't like where that role is going if you don't like what's happening to the character in that movie script if you will then you take off your hat and you stop being the actor and you become the writer and you change the ending of the story you become the director and you direct who's going to play what parts in your story, right? This is where you get to choose the people who you hang around. This is who you get to choose who you're married to. This is who you get to choose where you're going to work. Mm-hmm. And then you produce it. So you become the writer, director, and producer. And then you can jump back into the story and enjoy it as the actor. That's what I mean.
0: Fascinating. I never thought I never looked at it from that standpoint. But um you know it's very powerful when you can sort of you, you can change the narrative and change a script and, you know, right. the picture. What's interesting is that, um, one of the things you talk about is learning the most important skill you can develop to advance in your careers or business. Um, what, what is that? What is that most number one skill?
1: Well, thank you for that question because it's, uh, it's, it opens up again, another beautiful topic of conversation. And it's something that I had to learn because, uh, As you can imagine, growing up in a Hispanic household, much like the Asian households, you respect your elders. You don't talk back, you don't answer back, you look down. In fact, we were not allowed to make eye contact with our parents because it was seen as as a sign of disrespect. And I think it's the same way in other cultures as well. And so I didn't grow up using my voice. I didn't grow up speaking. I didn't grow up knowing how to ask for what I wanted, Mm -hmm. Um, from the world, much less my partners, right? Um, Or my friends or even family. So as I grew into being a singer, being on stage, using my voice, I learned the power of expression. I learned that the power that we, each of us have to use our voice, to persuade, to influence, to educate, Mm -hmm. and to inform others. And so it dawned on me early on in my career that speaking, is the one thing that we all have, unless of course you're born with a physical deformity or other medical reason why your vocal cords won't allow you to produce sound. Mm. Each of us are born with a voice. The majority of us do not know how to use it. But mm. if you learn how to use it, it's your most powerful tool because your voice and speaking can change the world. And that's been proven time and time again throughout history just the power of the spoken word, the power of the written word, right? And as trial lawyers, our stock and trade is the word, right? Every word we use has to have impact with the jury and with the judge and with the Court of Appeals and with the United States Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. It's all about words. When the Supreme Court issues an, an opinion, they use words to do it. And these words inflame, these words incite, these words inspire, and these words Activate and motivate people to engage in discussion and to also uh, pursue change as well. So I think uh, to answer your question, the power of public speaking, developing that skill and, and learning how to stand up in front of whether it's just your wife or your children or your team members at work or a stadium full of, you know, 20,000 people, it's learning how to deliver your message in an impactful way is the number one skill that um, every executive, every professional, regardless of profession, um, should and can learn. Hmm.
0: Interesting. And you mentioned something about, you know, vocal cords, if you can, um, with, I know, I know you've spoken a lot. um, I know a lot of uh, audience, sometimes they'll lose their voice or get laryngitis or you know whatnot, cold. Uh, what what can they do uh, if they, it happens to them? Uh,
1: you'll be able to explain this much better than I as to the physiology and 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 why it works. But what I recommend and it's worked time and time again. Uh, it was a technique that was taught to me by a gentleman named Seth Riggs back in the day in Los Angeles when I was uh, learning to become an international stage uh, singer, I had hired a vocal coach who was also the vocal coach to Michael Jackson, Al Jarreau, Anita Baker, and many of the stars back in the 80s, in the late 70s and 80s. Um, he was their coach. And one of the things that he taught me is when you start losing your voice, the worst thing that you can do is speak in a harsh tone. In other words, a lot of people think they should whisper when they start losing their voice and they start doing this. And he taught me that that's actually more harmful to your voice than if you even try and speak in a normal tone. Mm -hmm. So the technique to come out of any vocal damage, vocal strain, vocal stress, fear, anxiety, is to do this. Purse your lips together and you go and just go up and down the scale, just very gently, warmly. And you'll be surprised. It's called a, a lip trill. Uh, Some people call it a raspberry, like when you're giving a baby a raspberry on their tummy or some even, you know, you give it to your wife on her neck or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? So just do that and don't even try and speak and just do that for a couple of moments. Even every morning before you go to work, as you're driving to work, you can do it in the car. What that does is not only warm up your vocal cords, but it restores your voice and, and gives it that ability to resonate and just sound really, really good. Um, and I I had an experience in Dallas uh, not too long ago when I was asked to MC a TEDx event there for a large organization the night before we had all gotten together for dinner uh, to celebrate the fact that, you know, the TEDx event was the next day. Three of the speakers had lost their voice. Two were completely hoarse, one had completely lost his voice altogether. Mm-hmm. And so I took them aside and I taught them this technique they were afraid they didn't know what they were going to do i said don't worry relax do this do this do this stop talking for the rest of the evening just do this the next morning the next day all three of them delivered you would have never thought that they had a problem so i know it works it's worked for me it's worked for many many stage presenters and actors and musicians and so i recommend that every one of you do it
0: interesting i'm sure you have a um the other thing is um public speaking uh, the you know the big question is you know are you born with it or can it I, be developed?
1: Like with anything else, right? Um, you're born with the tools, right? Mm. To to speak with it, right? But like you know, we're also born with arms and legs. But if we don't know how to use them, we'll never be able to throw a football, like. Dak Prescott will never be able to, you know, shoot a, a basket like uh, Michael Jordan or um, LeBron James. Or um, if we don't know, learn how to run, we'll never be able to, uh, you know, run like a Jesse Owens or some of these other Olympic athletes that are breaking records each and every year. So we're all born with the tools. Again, unless you have a physical deformity that doesn't allow you to use these tools, that's not what I'm talking about. So Ability to speak, uh, we all have it, right? It's a tool. Most of us are never taught how to speak. In fact, most of us are raised with the idea of children should be seen and not heard, right? Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Children should be seen and not heard. So we're not allowed to, again, express ourselves. Even if we are allowed to express ourselves, we don't know how to do it. And so many times we end up yelling and just, you know, uh, cussing or hearing, mimicking what our friends say or what we hear and learn on TV. And as a result, we're not heard and we're not understood. And people think we're just whiners and complainers because we don't know what to say or how to say it. Mm -hmm. And so... um, we are all born natural speakers. And I have a course called how to become a natural born speaker, because I take you in a three day period. I take every one of my students through the process of reconnect with that innate ability that they have and learning how to not only project it, you know, physically use their voice and, and, and deliver a message, but how to say it, right. What to say and how to say it. Um, and also equally as important as when to say it because there's sometimes when you know what that wasn't the right time to speak up <laughs> so yeah it, it it's a learned skill
0: yeah that's and then um uh, the other thing is uh you know as entrepreneurs uh we all face impossible situations and um you know i know kind of um you're concluding as yet as we get to the end of this um conversation You know, tell us, you know, one David Glass story they can share with us and how people can craft their own hero story and why it matters.
1: The important part, I love that question. Thank you for that. The important part of that question is why sharing your heroic story matters. You know, a lot of us are doing great things in the world. Um, For example, if we look at your career and your your rise to, to where you are right now, Dr. Liu, I'm sure you were probably not born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You probably didn't have all the money in the world that you needed to do whatever you wanted. You've had to work really hard to get where you are. And I know if we delved into your story, we would find out a lot of those details. And you've come through some challenges. I know that you've probably faced discrimination. I know that you face competition and you face rejection and ridicule and embarrassment from others that, you know, didn't think you could or didn't think you should or don't think you belong here, right? We see this every day on the news, you know, people saying, hey, Asian go home and all this stuff, right? We face this today, despite the fact that we have degrees on our walls and those kinds of things. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't escape it because of the ignorance of a lot of people in society. So by sharing your story, by by sharing your heroic story, it doesn't have to be that you saved 10 children from a burning house. That's not the kind of heroic story I'm talking about. I'm talking about the simple act of you being maybe the first one in your family to have graduated from high school and gone to college. Maybe you're the first one in your family that ever went to college and got a professional degree and you became something. Maybe you're the first one in your family that decided that they were going to uh, not use alcohol or drugs or physical violence in the uh, you know household environment or raising your kids. So you've done something. You've You've been through something, you've experienced something that can be a lesson, a valuable lesson to other people, and that all those people need to know is that people like you exist. So they'll look at someone like Dr. Christopher Liu and say, wow, if he can do it, and he's a really cool guy, but if he can do it, I I, I can do it, Right he paved the way for me and we don't need to be family or friends or anything like that. Just knowing the fact that Dr. Lou exists and he's a doctor for heaven's sakes, I can do it. He's got his own podcast. He's got his own, you know, training programs, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. I can do those too. And so that's the important reason why we should all be willing to share our stories. And because, uh, up until now, there hasn't been a place for the everyday the the everyday person to share their story. That's why we built the Voices of Impact Awards, is to give the ordinary person a chance to become extraordinary, whether they're a celebrity or not, whether they have a book on the New York Times seller or not, whether they've ever spoken in public before or not, it doesn't matter. We'll give you a stage. We give you that opportunity. And I'm personally giving away $20,000 in cash to the winner of uh, this year's awards program.
0: Excellent. And um, what, uh, you know, a lot of the um, audience out there inspired by your message, how can they follow you on social media, uh, visit your website, and uh, check out your um, Voices and Impact Awards?
1: Well, thank you for that, sir. The first thing I would uh, recommend to the people that want to connect with me is connect with Dr. Liu, first of all, and thank him for having me and others, brilliant minds and and people with uh, inspiring messages on his show. And thank him for producing this show because it takes time. I'm sure he's got other things to do with his family and career, but he's doing this for you uh, as much as he is for him. So thank him for doing that. And number one, he can tell you how to reach me because he knows. Um, or um, you can also reach me through the Voices of Impact Awards. Just go to voiawards.com and uh, you can find my profile there and contact information. You can also search for me on LinkedIn. But the Voices of Impact Awards is really the uh, the gateway to reach me these days.
0: Yeah. And for all the audience out there, uh, Steve's resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to check them out. Uh, I'm and then uh, be sure to follow him on social media. And that very inspiring story message, you know, a lot of wisdom. And thanks so much for coming onto to the podcast.
1: Thank you for your time and thank you for having me.
0: I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to Thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.